Love Talk Radio. The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Karen Kerrigan. She's the president and CEO of the Small Business and Entrepreneurship Council, and she has spent more than 20 years working with U.S. businesses and helping to foster entrepreneurship and small business growth here in the country. She regularly testifies before Congress on key issues that impact small businesses in the economy, and she's been appointed to numerous federal advisory boards, really so many. I'm not going to go into them right now, but one key one is the National Women's Business Council. She has been dubbed America's Entrepreneurial Envoy and the Small Business Ambassador for her speaking, knowledge, sharing, and capacity-building work overseas as well. She's a founding member of the World Entrepreneurship Forum, and just uh, suffice it to say that she is really uh, out there trying to advocate on behalf of small businesses day in and day out. She knows the legislation. She's a go-to person if you have questions or want uh, really to find out what's behind the legislation and how it's going to impact your business. We like to bring her on the show occasionally just to give us an update and our listeners an update about what is going on. And we thought that right with the election looming, this would be a right time to do that. So welcome to the show. It's great to have you here, Karen. Oh, great to be here, Kelly. Thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. Uh, Like I said, you're always just a wealth of knowledge about all of this legislative information that really a lot of business owners don't have time or because of, you know, a variety of reasons, don't sit and and study. They, they really don't have uh, a good knowledge of what's going to come down the line that really can impact their business. So uh, one of the first things that I want to talk about today is the Affordable Care Act, because there's some deadlines that are looming uh, with IRS enforcement. And again, I'm not sure it's on everybody's radar. So can you talk with us about that, please? Sure, uh, Kelly. And actually, we had a, a, a great webinar uh, event on this in terms of the uh, you know smaller employers who are affected by the uh, employer mandate on the Affordable Care Act. I mean, those uh, employers with uh, uh, you know 50 uh, employees or more. You know, even below that, depending upon you know how you sort of configure you know, the part-times and how much, how much they work, et cetera. But, you know, that kicked in, um, you know, this year. And there is a tremendous amount of compliance and paperwork uh, and, um, you know, a range of other things that business owners need to be doing now mm-hmm. in order to properly, you know, comply with that act. And, uh, you know, the, the IRS, and this is, you know, the IRS is going to be uh, enforcing 
um, you know, most of uh, the Affordable Care Act components. And, you know, what we've been hearing is, you know, they're going to get tough with this compliance because we've been looking at Congressional Budget Office numbers, and they're showing um, a huge amount of money Mm -hmm. (laughs) is going to come off of compliance and fines, Um, and that uh, number keeps going up every time we see a new estimate. Um, So certainly small employers need to be prepared for that. And, you know, I would encourage folks, Kelly, to visit our website, sbecouncil.org. We just did a great webinar on this, and small businesses can really learn from that in terms of the extent of the compliance and what they need to do. Yes, and you have the archive of the webinar there on your website? We do, we do, and um, so it's going to be right under our business resources um, section. Uh, folks can easily, our business success strategy section, and folks can easily find that. Okay, so sbecouncil.org, go out there to the archives of the webinar, and you can you can take a listen. Also, we have been hearing a lot about uh, how, for many many years now, how nothing's getting done in Congress. And right. there, you you put out a blog recently that talks about eight bills that are low-hanging fruit. And I think what you mean by that is that they passed in a bipartisan manner through the House. The Senate could sign them, and uh, then they could go for uh, President Obama's signature. Can you talk to us about those bills and their impact on small business? Yeah, certainly. You know, there is a lot, actually, of bipartisanship uh, in the Congress. And, you know, particularly on the House side, there's been, you know, uh, you know over 600 bills that have passed the House many of them on a bipartisan basis, and President Obama actually has signed, uh, has signed 219 bills already passed by the House and Senate. Mm-hmm. So um, there is some things that are getting done, but we think there are a lot of other more things that can be done for small business. And, you know, we've identified, you know, eight key bills that uh, passed the House either under unanimous consent, which means no one voted no for them, mm-hmm. um, it was a voice vote, or by wide bipartisan majority. So um, they affect um, access to capital. They affect, um, you know, the affordability of health care you know, and some good government stuff as well. So, you know, for example, there's a, you know, there's a whole range of bills that uh, we think would help with access to capital and capital formation. One of those, for example, that was just passed in July by a vote of 394 to 4. That's pretty bipartisan. Oh, yes, say, Absolutely. <laughs> is called the Fixed Crowdfunding Act, and that would make some improvements uh, to uh, the JOBS Act that was actually signed four years ago but was only implemented, took four years to implement, and the last part of that act was actually implemented in May May 16th of 2016. So that bill would make some improvements in terms of lifting the amount from $1 million to $5 million that can be raised mm-hmm. and just making it easier for a lot of startups and small businesses and less costly, you know, to use these online platforms and to comply with some of the SEC rules. So that, we think, is a really good bill. Another um, bill is called the HALOS Act, the Helping mm-hmm. Angels Lead Our Startups Act. And, again, this relates to the JOBS Act in, in terms of there was some confusion you know, as to whether when people go to those pitch events, you yes. know, Kelly's, mm-hmm. where they're, you know, pitching investors. Demo day, that, yeah. Yeah, that they might actually be in violation of SEC laws. So this would clarify, um, you know, the JOBS Act and some SEC laws and say, no, pitch events are fine in terms of if there's accredited or non-accredited investors at those events. You can still continue to do a pitch event. One key event, uh, bill, which I think is really important for small business from a healthcare perspective, 
um, is one relating to health reimbursement accounts. You may know, Kelly, that a lot of people use have used health reimbursement accounts in the past, particularly small businesses. Their employees like it. It's an affordable option. Well, the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, made that illegal. And mm-hmm. if businesses, if they're continuing to use health reimbursement accounts, the penalties for using them are really, really costly. So there was a bill uh, that passed in June um, with voice vote, so unanimous consent, that essentially would restore health reimbursement accounts and let small businesses and individuals and all businesses use them again. And, in fact, that bill has put on, been put on the fast track by Majority Leader um, O'Connell in the Senate for them to act on pretty quickly. So we hope they do that before they go back and hit the campaign trail. Right. Um, but even if they do it, you know, when they get back, it would be okay. So those are just some of the bills. There's some additional ones as yeah. well. Let, let's talk a little bit more about that last one. That would be the Small Business Health Care Relief Act, and that's uh, HR 5447. Is that the correct one? That you're referring to? That is to. correct, yes. Okay, um, because there are there's still so much confusion about what you can and cannot do um, under the Affordable Care Act, even after all this time, and, and that is a big one. You mentioned that some are still offering the HRAs, I mean, how, or HSAs, how, HRAs, excuse me, uh, too many acronyms. Uh, how many do you think are, are probably affected by this? You know, we were, we're not quite sure how many are actually still offering or actually still funding, let's mm, put it that okay. way, their employees' HRAs. But we do know there were really tens of thousands, um, you know, of these HRAs accounts um, that have been used by small business owners. And, you know, as I said, under guidance, you know, that the IRS pretty much, you know, the fines for these are pretty extraordinary. Yes. So. You know, you could be fined as a small business owner $100 per day per employee mm-hmm. for funding these HRAs. And over the course of a year, that's 36500 per employee. Per employee, right, yeah. It and is. Up, to, up to half a million dollars. So if you're, you're still funding an HRA, obviously, and if, and if you get caught, it's going to be very expensive. But on the other side, look, at we think with the promises of, of Obamacare, uh, failing small businesses in terms of providing, uh, you know, uh, cost relief and more more choices, that HRAs are more important now more than ever. Mm-hmm. So um, the bill that you mentioned, HR 5447, restores that choice. And we think it's a really practical one, both for small businesses and employees alike. Yes, and, and again, it was uh, introduced, co-sponsored uh, by uh, both parties, representatives of both parties, and uh, one that Hopefully we'll get past here soon by the Senate. One other one that I think is important to talk a little bit about is the Fostering Innovation Act. What's that all about? That's another one in, these, uh, in this package of um, capital formation and access to capital bills. You know, um, sometimes it's very, very difficult if you're a startup or a growing business and if you're a public company or if you're raising capital um, and there's compliance uh, with the SEC, um, it's very, very expensive. You have to have experts. You have to have attorneys. I mean, it gets really, really expensive. So that's capital that's going into compliance um, as opposed to going into your company. So, uh, again, the JOBS Act, the bill that we talked out about mm-hmm. before um, with respect to, you know, compliance with the provision under um, uh, under SOX, the Sarbanes-Oxley Law, 404B compliance, which is very, very expensive. And what the JOBS Act did was basically exempted uh, this class of emerging growth companies that need the money to go back into their firms to remain right. competitive, whether they're biotech companies and, 
you know, whether they're technology companies or, you know, or, or just pretty, you know, traditional type of companies. So what it would do would um, extend for five years on uh, this exemption that those companies were provided that, uh, again, ex- exempt them from this one very, very ex- uh, expensive provision and redirect or direct that capital towards R&D and towards other operational, you know, type expenses that they need to scale and grow and hopefully become big companies, right? Exactly. Um, and, and, you know, create more jobs. Exactly. One of the things that I like most about your website, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, sbecouncil.org, is that you can find all of this information out there. It is, it is a wonderful, wonderful resource for business owners and really anybody, uh, you know, that wants to get information about legislation affecting small businesses, what's coming up. And I mean, you get down into the minutia. Sometimes you can, you give a big overview, but you can really um, go beyond just the sound bites by going out to your website. And so anyone who's interested in drilling down more into some of these bills, uh, the blog is out there. There's a link to all of these different bills that she talked about, and you can get a lot more information. Um, Is there anything else that you would direct our listeners too, who might be interested in more, in more information about these. Yeah, we do. Um, also, if if you just even look at the, the front page of the website sbecouncil.org, you'll see a small business policy progress yes. each and every week. So we go over the bills that have been passed, the bills that are going to be acted on uh, in the coming week, um, and that's a great resource. The other thing that we do, uh, Kelly, it, people can sign up for our e-news for free. Mm-hmm. So if they go to our website, you know, there's a big Stay Connected button right there, (laughs) you know, on the front page. Put your email address in there, and you get our e-news, and that provides you with the legislative update. But a lot of the other resources that we provide small business owners, our webinars, and uh, a lot of the other activities that we're doing on behalf um, of our small business members and what we're doing to encourage entrepreneurs. Let's talk a little bit about the election. It's just around the corner. It's going to be here before you know it, a little over a month. I'm not hearing a lot about small business from either of the presidential candidates. I hear little bits and pieces, but really uh, not as much as I've heard in previous years. I know that you keep us apprised, again, through your website and through some of your publications uh, about what's going on. So can for other listeners who feel like I do, that uh, at least during the uh, rallies and the televised uh, debates and so forth that we're not hearing small businesses? What what are the positions? What should we, we be watching for? I agree with you, Kelly. And I, you know, to me, this is very frustrating because, you know, in order to have a, a growing economy, I mean, we, this, this economic recovery has been the weakest on record mm-hmm. and uh, number of startups and uh, new business creation uh, continues to really uh, flounder. So we need to have new businesses, new startups, more entrepreneurships, and we need to help um, our existing businesses grow. Um, so this is a huge issue for us. We think small business and entrepreneurship should be at the center of the debates and the discussions because, um, again, it's just critical um, that we have uh, greater small business growth, more entrepreneurship if we're going to have more quality job creation, more economic opportunity in this country. So um, you know, sometimes I, I, there there is the agendas that are on the website of both of the candidates, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, and you do see them talk about it. You do see them, you know, sort of, um, you know, put out, you know, their agendas here and there. You know, sometimes I think, gee, it's not 
you know, the media that's reporting on it. I mean, obviously, uh, in the first debate where the big topic was about achieving prosperity, we thought we'd hear a lot more about small business. So, you know, that's sort of on the moderator a little bit. But look at he, I think, offered some softball questions to both candidates. Mm -hmm. You know, how are you going to... Um, how are you going to, uh, you know, encourage economic growth? And they had the big opportunity to talk about small business. So, you know, on our website, we do have profiles of the candidates um, and their key positions, you know, on small business. I think what we really need to focus on is what we're hearing about from small business, what, what, what we need to focus on or what small business owners need to focus on in terms of what the candidates are discussing in their agendas are a few things. I mean, one thing we think regulation. Yes. You know, regulation. Um, you know, the, just the sheer volume of new regulation that's been coming out of Washington um, affects every business. If you're a business that wants, you know, uh, to raise capital, uh, uh, to get your to, to grow your business, or even to start a business, we think financial regulation is having a, a negative impact on that. Certainly, there's labor regulation, EPA regulation. I mean, regulations coming from every agency. So we think that's having a drag on the growth and success of the small business, but also a drag on entrepreneurship. So, you know, the candidates do need to focus on how they're going to give small businesses a greater voice in the regulatory process, how they're going to make the system more transparent, and how they're going to make it more small business friendly and look at the cost of these regulations on small business. We think that's a key thing that um, uh, the candidates should be addressing. Obviously, Kelly, taxes, right? Yes, always right up there. Yeah, taxes and tax reform. I mean, you know, uh, Donald Trump, you know, has put out a a plan that sort of more, I think, does more fundamental tax reform uh, in terms of restructuring the system, making it a little bit more simple, taking seven brackets, bringing them down to three, lowering business taxes. You know, he says to all businesses 15%. There's been some question as to whether that includes Mm-hmm. individuals or pass-through entities, yes. those small businesses that file taxes as individuals. Yeah. Um, but there are some good tax things in there. On Hillary's side, it, she doesn't fundamentally reform the system. She said she's going to provide some type of small business tax relief, quadruple the startup exemption. Um, she's not really been that specific in terms of how she'll release small businesses of taxes. But she really doesn't address this issue of tax reform, making it more simple, and that's what we'd like to see. You know, those are two big key issues. And then I think another one is the Affordable Care Act, right, yes. and health care. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a lot of small businesses who are just drowning in costs right now. Their, co- their costs have not gone down. They've gone up. Their choices are being limited. So that's another big issue. And, again, uh, on our profiles, we do sort of spell out where each of the candidates are going to go on these issues. But there's more. There's trade. There's um uh, trade policy, immigration policy, yes. energy policy. There's a whole range of things that we get into the weeds on where the candidates may not or the media, media may not be reporting on. Right. And you can find all of that in the profiles as you in the positions, as you said, on your website. What you, when you're talking about regulations, one thought popped into my head because, again, it's going to be right on top of us, and that's the December 1st overtime rule change. Oh, yeah. And, again, I don't think there's some businesses that are paying attention to that, and they're going to get a really rude awakening. Uh, if you could explain what that is. And then I also believe that there's 20 states now and the NFIB, who have either filed lawsuits or they're contemplating it. I can't quite remember if all 20 are actually on board with that. But can you talk about that uh, regulation a little bit? 
Yeah, I mean, that's one that we've been uh, very involved. We've all gotten together and met with the Department of Labor. The SBA Office of Advocacy had roundtables mm-hmm. that connected us with the Department of Labor. You know, and essentially, I mean, this really almost doubles, you know, the amount of, of overtime that, you know, business owners um, are going to have to pay. And we just think, gosh, it's, just, it's a one-size-fits-all number. That's the big, that biggest really problem, make, yeah. That doesn't make sense for the, for the whole country. And, uh, you know, you've got, like, whatever, you, have, you know, businesses in Kansas City where the cost of living, it just may not be appropriate. You know what I mean? For that. Sure. As, high, as, as what it costs in New York or L.A., for example. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, there's that is going to be a rude awakening. I think you, the more, uh, you know, the businesses have been following this, they are making adjustments. Some of them are not good for the employees. They're saying, well, you can't be a manager now. You're going to be a part-time person. You know, you you can't, um, and we're going to have to cut your benefits, and we're just going to be an hourly. You know, so you've got businesses that are making adjustments to their models in their workplace that isn't good for the employees because they've got to stay in business, you Mm -hmm. know. And um, so this kicks in in, on December 1st. Um, You know, efforts to repeal it, um, you know, are, are not going to happen because the president will veto it. But there is a bill that will be voted on probably this week offered by Tim Wahlberg, um, of Michigan that seeks to at least delay it, mm, you know, mm-hmm. to allow those businesses that don't know what is going to hit them um, to get more information about it, to prepare for it. I mean, we're going to continue to uh, efforts to pare it back somewhat because we just think the doubling, you know, of that pay is just outrageous. And, again, it really is not appropriate for the entire country. Right. So, again, you could find a lot more information about the overtime rule, what it means for small businesses on our website. If it doesn't pop up on the front page, you can easily – we do have a, a search um, engine mechanism, but we will have some more stuff you know, on there um, in the next week or so that will tell businesses how to prepare for this. And then what we're doing, of course, as an organization uh, to make changes to what we think are pretty radical changes by the Department of Labor – um, on this existing rule. Yeah, that it, it's really uh, right on top of us. And thank you for all the work that you are doing, not only on this, but on this particular issue, but on so many issues that never even make the mainstream media that aren't even on the radar that just kind of happen behind the scenes. And then later on, we find out about yes. them. So uh, you, you really dive down into that. And again, your, your website is sbecouncil.org, and you can sign up for your newsletter off of that, correct? That's right. And um, you know, do follow us on uh, Twitter at SBE Council. We do, you know, have a lot of our breaking stuff that goes right on there. And we have some, you know, we, we post all of our things and, of course, provide commentary yes. um, on on Twitter and uh, Facebook, Small Business and Entrepreneurship Council. You can find us there as well. So, you know, you hope, we hope you follow us, engage with us. Um, but more importantly, tell us, you know, you know, how government and how policies are impacting you you know, emerging issues that we should know about, you know, um, any type of how-to things that you might be facing as a business owner but that perhaps you're not seeing any tools or any information out there that we can address and get our experts to address. We really do listen to what small business owners are saying, and we do respond to that, and we provide content um, and advocacy and leadership on those issues. So, 
Um, we look forward to hearing uh, from all of you that are listening uh, to this broadcast. Again, thank you very much, Karen, for all the work you do. SBECouncil.org, go check it out, sign up for the newsletter. And above all, if you've got something that you're challenged with in your business, make sure that Karen and her staff hear about it because they don't just sit there and, and mull over things. They take action. They research it and they take action. So thanks again, and we will have you back after the election, okay? All right. Thank you, Kelly. And thank you for all you do as well. Oh, you're welcome. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please follow us on Facebook at Thinking Bigger Business Media, on Twitter at I Think Bigger, or visit our website at IThinkBigger.com. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.